whatever products that you're using, you want to make sure they're non-comedogenic because if you're putting them all over your face, yes, this area is normal or dry, but this area will get congested. And there's so many great products that you can do use that will give all of that to you. That's that's why my new one of I think it was the last launch was the hydration peptide cream. That's why I made that because it's a moisturizer that's heavy enough that you can use all over, but it's not going to clog your pores. If you've ever seen a celebrity skin and wondered how the heck it got that way, today's guest probably had something to do with it. Today on the show, we have celebrity esthetician Shawnee Darden. She's also the founder of Shawnee Darden Skincare, which you've probably seen at Sephora, and you've definitely seen me using on my own skin. Their retinol reform is one of my favorite retinols of all time. Unlike so much of what we see today in this social media age, Shawnee Darden is a true expert. She has honed her craft over decades. She initially worked with a dermatologist and now has a beautiful studio of her own in California. Her less is more approach resonates so widely because she can understand what is actually going to benefit your skin and what is just fluff or even worse, what products and procedures can actually make your skin conditions worse. She's worked with celebrities like Jessica Alba, Rosie Huntington Whiteley, so many others, but she is truly a celebrity in her own right because of the time and work she's put into her career and her expert knowledge on skin. Get ready for one of my favorite episodes yet. Thank you so, so much for joining me. I know that you're a super busy woman, so I, I just really appreciate you taking the time to chat. I know that my audience is super excited to hear from you. You bring so much value to your audience, and and I've listened to other podcasts that you've been on, and, and I just I learn something new every time. So I'm really oh, excited for everyone to hear from you. I'm excited to be here. So I would love to start with, because I have a lot of listeners who are kind of starting their careers and they're not really sure which avenue they want to take, but they know they love skincare. So I'd love to hear a little bit about like your journey and how you kind of got to where you are now. I moved to Los Angeles. I originally moved here like in my late 20s to start a modeling career that didn't work out. And I always had had a love for skincare. And so kind of during that journey of figuring out what I was going to do, I think someone actually suggested it to me. I don't know if I just came up with that idea like, oh, I should work at a spa. But um, someone suggested it to me. I started working as a receptionist, a receptionist at a bunch of different spas. And then finally, I went to school to be a massage therapist. And then I went to school to be an esthetician. So that's kind of where it started. And then I just worked everywhere, every place yeah. that I and, and I've heard you mention before that you kind of got your start working with a dermatologist kind of right out of school. And I, I'm i a dermatology PA and I really – there was there is a dermatologist who really like took a chance on me right out of school yeah. and kind of helped train me. And I'm so grateful for that because it's not always the case, but it really shapes your career because you're able to learn from, yeah. from such great minds. So, so do you feel like that's been really instrumental in getting you where you are today? A hundred percent. Also, the place that I worked at that you don't ever see anymore was very special compared to a lot of places that I see nowadays as far as dermatologists. And also at that time, or at least for me, not everything was a laser. So I really got to learn because I think the best way to learn is actually learning about a skin condition based on different kind of prescription topical medications. And nowadays, most doctors, I think, 
don't even know what to prescribe necessarily because they have all the fancy lasers and all of that. And I worked at a place where she didn't have the fancy lasers. You know, she helped a lot. Most people were like under insurance. So this wasn't like you weren't paying like $500, $1,000 for a visit. It was very like I would give acne treatments there for, oh God, maybe they were like $70. Mm-hmm. So it was a def- definitely a different world. And I see that now that she's retired. It's awful. I've always said, I wish that, you know, I could open something like that, but it's also like, you're not making a lot of money. Yeah. And it's difficult and dealing with insurance and, and, yeah. and pharmaceutical companies, all of that yes. is really difficult. Yeah. But I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I, I, I see that too, where patient and now the consumer is coming in asking for lasers to treat things where yeah. my, the derm that I work with has always said, I can beat almost any laser with the 100%. right skincare routine consistently. And I have seen that in my own patients and I truly yeah. believe it. And it's going to save you money and it's going to be your, your results are going to be more long-term. A hundred percent. And I think the reality of it is, and people hate when I say this, but a lot of lasers are doing more damage than anything. And most people that come in after doing a lot of these laser treatments, I'll always say, well, how do do you feel? And they're like, well, I think it looks a little better. Like no one's freaking out and saying it totally transformed my skin. And I think it just can cause for a lot of situations more damage than anything. I'm not saying it depends on the circumstance. People that have a lot of lot of acne scars, they might have to go in that direction. But for me, there's so many other topicals that you can use that are going to work much better. Yeah, I agree completely. And I think also that one of the issues I see most often with people coming in to me after they've already done a laser is hyperpigmentation. And 100%. oftentimes they're told that this is going to help them with their hyperpigmentation when in reality they may they may have an improvement for a short period of time but the underlying inflammation that that laser caused in three months yeah. it's going to be back with a vengeance and yeah. so i really avoid lasers at all costs on anybody with yeah. melasma of yeah. any kind it's That's, not worth it it's how my melasma got worse is really yep and i'd never mm. do it again i tell people all the time it, it can get rid of it but when it comes back it's going to be worse each time it's going to come back even worse. And eventually the laser kind of stops working. Yeah, exactly. And there's no cure for the condition itself. So it's yeah. all about managing it the best you can. And I believe the safest and most effective way is is definitely with skincare, which for is, sure. of course, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today. Do you have other estheticians that work with you or for you in your office? Yes, three others. Three okay. Others, and yeah. So one question that I receive from people who are thinking about going to school to become estheticians is, are there any schools that you feel like kind of produce the best candidates? Or is it really just, I know a lot of times it's just kind of a one-on-one basis, who you who you connect with and who you feel like has the drive? So I'm 49 and I went to school a long time ago. So I have no idea the answer. What I can tell you is when I went to school and I I don't want to say that. So when I went to school, and maybe I've gone to a couple of schools recently, I would say that they're, you're not really learning anything at all. And when you come out of that school, you're going to be frightened as hell of like, how do I do this? So you're really getting all your training after. What you're learning in school is the basics, but also how to pass that test. <laughs> That's really what you're doing. And so not that you're not finding out, you know, the different layers of the skin and, you know, how to sanitize and all of those things. So you're getting something out of it, but you're not getting like without really, really being in a place where you're able to touch a lot of different skin types and really dive in. You're not really getting enough knowledge. 
or enough um, experience. Yeah, that hands-on experience is worth its weight in gold, absolutely, which is yeah. why it's important to find somebody who's really willing to help yeah. you and train you. And that unfortunately isn't always the case. But I know you yeah. worked at a lot of different places before you kind of found someone who took you under their wing. So just goes to show you you can get benefit from every yeah. single job you have. It may not be the perfect job. They may not be training <clears throat> you in a way that you, you yeah. might be ideal, but you can still benefit from it and then move on to something when an opportunity arises. And I think it doesn't like Burke Williams have a lot of those that program that you can go through out of school. I knew so I, I don't know about Burke Williams now, but I worked with some amazing estheticians when I got out of school and they all came from Burke Williams. Okay. And you kind of had to go through this like you kind of have to go through this whole training process and then they take you and these are people right out of school and they learned a lot. So, I mean, they were really smart. A lot of them were at Burke for about five years before they came into the studio, the spa that I was working at where they just killed it. They were all amazing. So I don't know. And they're probably much it. more comfortable because they yes. got that hands-on experience. So, yeah. and that's, that's really key because yeah. it's such an intimate experience when you're getting a facial or a treatment, you can almost yeah. kind of feel when someone's uncomfortable. So, 100%. but that of course comes with time. I think all of us have been in that situation. I know when I first started injecting, definitely I was uncomfortable, but you just have to kind of get used to it. And yeah. the more you do anything, the better you get at it. Right. Right. So in the treatment room itself, what what are some of your favorite treatments? What are something that the audience can kind of ask for, look for that's going to kind of give them the bang for their buck? I do everything. So I do I do a peel. I have many different peels that I use, but my lactic acid peel is kind of what I'm known for. Oxygen, cryotherapy. What do I do? Vibration, do the, vibration therapy, microcurrent. Yeah, I kind of do everything. So is it something where the patient comes in and you kind of discuss with them, see what you think they need and really tailor the whole treatment to how their skin is looking that day? Yeah, I kind of just do it. There's no convert. Like I don't, it's <laughs> I it's that. all in one deal. There's no like upsell of yeah, yeah. you do this peel. I just do whatever I need to do. I love that. And that's yeah. the benefit of going to someone with so much experience because yeah. they can do that, right? Yeah. It's just like they look at you and they know exactly what your yeah. skin needs. It's much better that way. Yeah. And for, I know a lot of places do have a different way that they're selling their treatments and things. And so a lot of times, especially uh, people that follow me or my patients are younger, they're on a budget and they can kind of only afford that basic facial. Do you think it's something that they should do monthly, like a basic kind of, like, I guess you could call it a steam and clean or with extractions, or is it something you feel like they should save up their money for some of those better treatments? I don't know because you know what I used to go and look at all of I, I used to visit like different spas and medi spas in Los Angeles and then then people wouldn't let me come anymore I used to just get treatments from different places just to see what they were like not to do any more than just you know to be able to refer people and then people wouldn't let me come anymore so I don't really have the answer to that because I don't know a lot of what everybody else is doing I think as far as like people will always say, when's the best time to get a facial? Yeah, once a month is great, but also it depends on your skin type. If you're breaking out all the time, maybe it's every two weeks. If you're someone with really great skin and you're doing all of the maintenance at home as well, like you could go every two, you know, six six weeks or, or longer. So it's just about having a great routine. But I don't know, I guess what I would say is, saving up 
would be a great thing if it's something your skin really needs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where you're getting everything and maybe a basic facial wouldn't be the best thing if you're someone struggling with acne because you need someone that knows how to do extractions. I wish I had all the answers. I've been wanting to have all the answers, though, of where people need to go, but I, I just don't know. Well, and I'm sure you get the question a lot because, you know, everybody knows you. Everyone knows your craft. And so the people who can't travel to see you, it's, it's you know, I'm sure you get this question all the time. Yeah, I what, know. Yeah, I, I, I get that, it. I wish that I did. I, I had like, I knew places for people to go in all all cities, but I don't. And in LA, if someone wants to see you, can anyone, can Joe Schmo off the street come and get on your books or how does it work? So I, the reason why I have three other estheticians that I trained, they also came kind of from the same background that I did is so people could go to them and people get very stuck on that. It has to be me, Mm -hmm. but it really doesn't. Like I see my other estheticians. I mean, we work together all the time to see me. It's not, I always say it's not even fun to try to make an appointment with me because I leave so much now. And I have, I work two days a week. Sometimes I'll have to pick up another day, but typically it's two days a week. And honestly, the majority of people I see been seeing forever. Like it's mm-hmm. just the same people. I don't see a lot of new people. Sometimes somebody will sneak in. You know what? Somebody reached out just recently and begged me. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. <laughs> oh no, your a, DMs are going to be full. It, it was a mother. And I think it was some beautiful story about all she wanted to do is get, give her daughter a facial for her birthday. Maybe she had just come out of school and I agreed to that. And I haven't done that in years, but like I, I, when I can, for sure. But the other girls are great. They're really, really great. So I would say yes. And you definitely can, you can definitely make appointments with them. It's a lot easier. Okay. That's good to know. And you trained them. So they're an, they're an extension of your hands. That's what I always say. It's not like I just threw someone in there. They're all like, we all do the same method, do the same thing. Only difference is some of them, they, they have added on some other things like they're doing uh, radio frequency and they do a lot of more stronger peels because my schedule has been booked for so long. I don't have any real movement to do longer things. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And I saw that you also have uh, Vanessa at your studio. I love her so much. Yeah, I love Vanessa. She's she's a friend of mine. And she's just like she's, one of my favorite people. Oh, in my God. She's the greatest person ever. I love her too. Yeah. So people can come and actually have treatments from her at your studio. Is that how it so works? Same thing with me. People get stuck on Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa has two girls that work at the studio that do about all of the same things. I think one of them doesn't do one of the things, but they do the same thing. She's really trains all of her girls. So I always say it's easier to book with them. Kelly or Christine, definitely easier to book with them than Vanessa. Vanessa comes kind of sporadically. It's like once every month, but you know, if if you can make it that time, great. But otherwise the other girls are there Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's just great that people have that option that they can yes. ha- do both under the yeah. same roof. I mean, that's incredible. That's rare that you can find that. Yeah. And the thing was for Vanessa and I, to be honest, like if we had known each other before we had opened something, we would have opened it together. Mm-hmm. So this was like a way to kind of make that happen. Obviously, now I can't 
she's not going to come and work at my studio full time mm-hmm. cuz she has what three other places now yeah. that she has to run around to so yeah. but yeah that was the dream yeah that's i mean a meeting a true like meeting of the minds i mean i mm-hmm. think you you both are in your respective fields just you know the tippy top so that's like really oh, cool for people that. to to be able to see i love watching it as an outsider it's really really special so I have some audience questions that I wanted to get to. One of them was, what are your tips for skin of color who's dealing with hyperpigmentation but also doesn't want the anti-aging aspect to kind of fall to the wayside? Pigmentation? So using any kind of a retinol, whether it's prescription or not, they're both, that, that's going to be all-in-one anti-aging and for pigmentation. I really love a few things. There's these Kojic pads by Raquel Aesthetics, I'm super into for pigmentation. I also really love Muesli. Oh, yeah. That's a prescription Yeah, service. and you can yeah. just do that online. That's one of my favorite. And I think that's a mixture of tretinoin and hydroquinone, possibly. Mm-hmm. The, you, you have to fill out a form and blah, blah, blah. But those are both great. And you're going to get the anti-aging from all of those. But that's the best way. I would treat it someone with more melanin in their skin the same way that I would treat someone that doesn't Mm -hmm. have as much. Either way, I'm using the same kind of products. But I think those are by far my favorite go-tos right now. I've had a lot of success with with the pads. I'm really obsessed with those pads. Also, I mean, the best way I would say 100% is using tranexamic acid Mm -hmm. orally. 100%. That's like the cure. Yeah. But people get caught up in taking pills, which maybe you should, but that really works. And that you see results within three months when you stop taking it. Of course, it does come back, but Mm -hmm. I think that's a good one. I think too, when it comes to treating like hyperpigmentation and anti-aging or acne and anti-aging, people kind of get hung up thinking that you can't do both at the same time. But most of the ingredients and products that we use now really are, they do a lot of different things. Really, all of them are anti-aging almost. So you're always going to get that benefit even if you're targeting something else. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes. Microcurrent has been a staple in my routine for a couple of years, and now I use Zip's unique dual waveform technology, which adds nanocurrent to the mix to deliver lasting skin rejuvenation from a cellular level. The Zip Halo facial toning device combines microcurrent and tiny nanocurrent waveforms for even more definition. The microcurrent gets to work at the cellular level, while the nanocurrent targets facial muscles to contract and relax, all resulting in a more lifted and glowing appearance. This combined technology makes the Zip unique amongst microcurrent devices, allowing for long-term benefits rather than just short-term results. The app can be connected for targeted facials or you can use without, just moving outward and upward for the lift treatment. I noticed a difference with my very first use and with consistency over the following weeks and months, you'll notice glowing skin, reduced lines, and smoother skin. This technology is changing the game when it comes to what's possible in your at-home routine. And you can use code CBAMY for 15% off your purchase at currentbody.com. And another question we had was, how do you target acne scarring in your patients? Honestly, all the same pro- products, retinol, a lot of retinol. I'm, I love, I mean, the Kojic acid, the Kojic pads I was talking about, Dr. Dennis Gross Peel pads, a lot of the stuff I do in treatments using the a, a peel. 
those are a lot of great ways. I mean, they're not going to treat pitted scars. Not mm -hmm. that I really think pitted scars can totally go away, but those are the best ways. As long as you're on a really good routine, I think using um, microneedling can make such a difference, especially before you're using a retinol. I mean, you have to be careful. So don't just try that without talking <laughs> to someone, but that can make a huge difference also with pigmentation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned your peel in office. Is it similar to the peel that you sell at Sephora? So it's the peel in my office. So the one at home I designed to act as as if it's the one in my office. Yeah. It's just not as strong, but you wouldn't notice. So um, it kind of, I always wanted to do it, but really it was pandemic where that happened. Everyone was like, oh my God, I need a peel, I need a peel. And I was sending them peel that... I probably shouldn't have been so they could use it at home. And so I ended up making one that's very similar to that. I think that that's one of the best products is that at home peel. And it's so easy to use. I think the box scares people for some reason. It's mm -hmm. big and scared like what's in that. But it's so easy to use and amazing results you get right away. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to mention. It is so easy to use. You really can't mess it up. So yeah. for someone who's like concerned, I really enjoy it. I also gifted it to my sister for Christmas because oh. she's someone who like doesn't do a lot, but you know, she's in her thirties now and she's like, okay, what, like, what can I do at home to actually make a difference? And I'm like, you're going to love this one. Yeah. It's so easy. Really you're not going to mess it up. It's enjoyable to use. It's a nice experience and you're going to yeah. notice a difference. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, so what are some tips for sebaceous filaments? You recently did a video on this that I thought was really interesting. What can we do about them? Should we do anything about them? So they're not, you know, people mistake them for blackheads and it's different. The difference is blackheads are, it's dirt or it's back, it's oil and it's oil and dead skin cells in your pore that's open and oxygen hits it making it darker. So that's why it's a blackhead. Whereas sebaceous filaments are like something that kind of naturally occur in the pore and they're more hair-like structures. And what I would say is as far as getting rid of them, they're actually, what they do is help to bring the oil that we need to the surface of your skin. So they're helping more with like, you know, more, your moisture barrier. But as far as removing them, I mean, it's really products that you're using for both blackheads and sebaceous mm -hmm. filaments. It's really like making sure you're exfoliating. I think that the biggest thing is and how often you exfoliate. But I would say the biggest thing is the majority of, you know, congestion that people get is from using the using products that aren't right for their skin type. So I think it's once you're on a really good routine. And I know that that's hard because people are like, well, I don't understand what to do. But when you're on a right, the right routine, it just makes such a difference on what you see in your pores, for sure. And the yeah. texture, it makes your pores appear to look smaller. So it's really, it's all about the routine. And you know, this, this brings up something. How do you deal with this? Because I'm sure you get sent a ton of products and Arguably, I think my skin was better before I started this whole social media thing because I wasn't trying any new products. And now when I'm I'm always testing and I feel like it's so it's difficult. I have my core. I have my core that I always use, but I'm always testing something new. So do you test products or are you like I don't no. have that I don't have that problem at all. I, I was seeing I one of my I was seeing someone who is a stylist 
And she uses all the products. I said, can you stop? And she said, well, how do you stop? And I said, you just have to get on that mindset. I was like, for me, people sending me stuff, like I, it, it's not, I get so many skincare mm -hmm. products. And I said, well, what do you do when you're getting all these clothes and the t-shirt? And she was like, I give them away. I was like, yep. that's what I exactly. do. And yeah. I, I've gotten to a point with brands, unless I'm really interested or I love the brand, I usually will just tell them, because I don't want to make anyone feel bad if I don't post or whatever. I, I usually, or if I want to try something, I would reach out, but I have to really be interested in it. There's so many, like I have zero interest. I also know what it can do. And when you use the wrong products on your skin and you're overusing it, it can be a really big mess. And then it takes your skin a while to get back to normal. Your skin can just like purge for a while. So I, I have no interest. Yeah, I have to completely clean out my little skincare drawer yeah. regularly. And there's literally like six products in there right now. And that's my way of like, that's my slap on the wrist. Like, don't touch anything yes. else. This is what you're using. One of them is actually the retinol reform because I love that. Oh, I think I think that's probably my favorite product from your line. Oh, I'm so glad. It's yeah. so good. It's a good one. It's the OG, but I love it too. I and use it that. Has, it has a little bit of lactic in it, right? Yeah. 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 Oh. So good. I love when there's a little bit of a chemical exfoliant in these products because I think gives people the boost that like that immediate yeah. boost and the then they continue to actually use it long enough to see the benefits from the actual retinol. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any tips for our listeners at home on how to determine their skin type so they can try to kind of create their own regimen? I would say for anyone oily, someone you're you're just going to always be shiny. You'll kind of know that you're always oily. If you're breaking out a lot, you're producing oil. So for those type of people, you want to make sure that you're using skincare that's non-comedogenic or oil-free. Non-comedogenic doesn't necessarily mean oil-free. It means that it's gone through testing to say that it's non-comedogenic. So it's it's a little bit confusing because I think the testing's a little off, but those you would that that would be the best way to go to look for products with either one of those things. With combination skin, it's usually that someone's oily T zone. It's usually this area where you're getting congested. Your nose might have blackheads. You may or may not have anything going on in your forehead, but this is either normal or dry. And I will tell you that's a whole nother thing because mm -hmm. whatever products that you're using, you want to make sure they're non-comedogenic because if you're putting them all over your face, yes, this area is normal or dry, but this area will get congested. And there's so many great products that you can do use that will give all of that to you. That's, that's why my new one of... I think it was the last launch was the hydration peptide cream. That's why I made that because it's a moisturizer that's heavy enough that you can use all over, but it's not going to clog your pores. So yeah, because I find that, you know, that's a, a tricky one when you're dry here and you're oily here. And then if you have truly dry skin, you're going to, you're going to have like zero pores. You know, I, I very rarely see someone that's complete, that has, fully dry skin. Mm -hmm. It's it's very rare. They usually have like not a pore on their nose. And with that, you can use so many different things. If you're a lover of oils, you can slather them. You can do all the things. But yeah, it's a hard one. And also remember, if you do have combination skin, some people like to use different products in different <laughs> areas. I don't have time for all that, but yeah. that's another option. 
Yeah, that's something I was going to bring up because I find that people tend to do that. But if you can find products that work everywhere, I think it just makes more sense and you're going to be more likely to stick with it rather than – I mean, I don't think I could make it very many nights doing a separate routine for – No. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And I do that sometimes. My cheeks get drier and I – you know, if I feel like using something super heavy, I can in that area, but never on my T-zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And do, are there any skin or makeup products or brands that you love for oily skin? Because that's a common question we get. So this is the problem. I do. I love NARS has a great tinted SPF. But the, the reason why I'm so bad at this is because I would wear a tinted SPF to go out at night. Yeah, same, same. That's so my like, makeup. And also like people, they're like, well, it's not full coverage. It is to me like I have pretty like I my my melasma on my upper lip will get dark here and there. And that's what I use. So but I'm not like a big makeup lover, like I'm not wearing any right now. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't even know. I want to answer it, but I just don't know. Yeah, that you're a true skincare girly, right? You're you're a beautiful <laughs> skin. Don't, you don't need the makeup. I, I could give a million suggestions because I look them all up to see what what clogs your pores, what's mm-hmm. non comedogenic. But then someone will say, "Yeah, but that's not. It's not like I'm, you know, doing yeah. all the things." Yeah, yeah, I get that. So I do want to quickly talk about the retinol reform, if if you're good with that, because it's yeah. like I said, one of my favorite. I think for a long time, when I first started kind of this whole social media thing like almost a decade ago, I really didn't have many Sephora brands that I recommended at all. And then I slowly started getting into it and realizing, okay, there's a lot of really great skincare brands at Sephora that have like good data, good ingredients, good formulations. But retinol was always a hard one for me. Like I really, I couldn't really find one that I loved. And I always tell people that your retinol is, I think the best one that they can get at Sephora. So can you tell us like a little bit about what makes it different and why you formulated it? Well, I formulated at the time that I made a retinol reform, I was working for the dermatologist, Dr. Benitez. And at that time, there were no over-the-counter retinols. I didn't really know that. I don't think I really realized it when I decided to formulate it. But what I knew is that I worked on so many people that were using a prescription retinol, Retin-A. A lot of people were using Tazerac. And I got to see the amazing results. A lot of older women where I was like, do you have a wrinkle or a pore? And they had been using it since they were in their 20s. But then I also got to see like, it was so hard to give them a peel. It was so hard to extract extract them. Sometimes they were dry and flaky or irritated. And I was like, wow, it'd be so great to be able to make a retinol that everyone could use that wasn't as harsh, where you got the same results. So that's where it came about. It's just really gentle. Honestly, anyone can use it. People are still to this day very scared of using a retinol. They think it's going to be the worst. There's going to be downtime. It's going to thin their skin. And it's it's all like ridiculous at this point. It's using a retinol is the best anti-aging ingredient you can use. There isn't anything better. We keep coming out with new things. It's the new ret. It's there's, it's just been proven for years. And originally when people started using retin, it was retin-A, it was for people with acne. And those people that were using it when I was in high school, you look at them now and they don't have a wrinkle. So that's where it came about. Yeah, it's a really, really beautiful formulation. And like I said, that chemical exfoliant, it's so gentle. And, yeah. and I have very sensitive skin and I can handle it very easily. So if you are someone who's been afraid of trying a retinol, and your retinol is encapsulated in there as well, right? Yeah, yeah so it, it, it changed. Yeah. And it, I mean, it might 
be getting a new change soon. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> you heard it here yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, encapsulated makes it a lot easier for someone sensitive to use because it's slow to release. So mm -hmm. that's why, why I went with encapsul encapsulated. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it. And you also have some tools in your that you sell as well that you make for the line. What is what would you say is the difference for someone who's curious about the sculpting wand versus using like microcurrent? <laughs> so I would say the biggest difference, one vibration therapy goes to a deeper level, but also the real reason why I've been using vibration therapy forever. So I really wanted to make it because it's so easy to use. So I would say that's the real big difference. It works. It helps with inflammation, but it's so easy to use. And with a lot of devices, you have to look in the mirror and you have to go through this whole routine. And this isn't something you really have to do that. You have to look at it. You have to look, watch the video one time. And then after that, you're able to use it. Just, just easy. Yeah. Yes. The apps just kill me. I have all these apps for all these different devices. And I'm like, so oh, hard. I'm, then I it just ends up sitting in my drawer. A hundred percent. Always in your top drawer. Yes, exactly. If someone is new to the brand, are there like two or three products you would recommend starting with? I know it's hard not knowing skin type, but just in general. I would say cleanser, retinol, and I don't know, a few. Cleanser, retinol, eye cream, and moisturizer. And moisturizer would be depend on what you like for your skin, whether you want heavier or lighter. And I really like the eye cream too. That's really nice. I really enjoyed that one. You also don't even need eye, the eye cream if you're someone that can just tolerate my retinol reform under your eyes. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people can't. A lot of people like to layer. So there's yeah. that too. For some people, more is more. So yes. they like the eye that cream. Is, that is <laughs> true. Unfortunately, more yeah. is more sometimes. What is your holy grail skin product? Like holy grail if you could only pick one. It would be retinol reform for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah I, I can't live without retinol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use it. I use it almost every day. Mm -hmm. Do you use it like neck, chest, body too? Yes. Yes. I use it all neck and chest. I use that the most often. I, I use my lactic acid serum throughout the week, but it usually ends up being about two times a week because I need my retinol so much. So you skip your retinol on the nights you use your lactic serum? Yes, yes. Yeah. And then in the morning, you're using an antioxidant and then sunscreen? I do. I use um, ProHeal by Is Clinical. It's okay. um, a vitamin C, 15% vitamin C. I use that in the morning. And then I use Super Goop uh, Play Every Day sunscreen. Or I sometimes just use that NARS tinted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Clinical is one I get questions about all the time, but I've never tried it. But people love it. I hear I so them. many good things. Yeah. Such a great brand. Things. Such yeah. a great brand. I love all of their products. Oh, good. That's good. Because I, I never know what to say because I haven't tried any, but I get the question a lot. Yeah, they're I also need to just not, try it. Need to buy they're also not in a big retailer. So sometimes mm -hmm. people don't know. I mean, everyone loves the brand, but they're just they're I don't know where they sell their products. I, I know they don't have them on their website, but I do I think they sell it a lot of doctor's offices yeah, as well. Yeah, I think, I think so because it's always – the people who ask are always asking versus like Obagi versus other products that they would get at yeah. their germs office. So that's my assumption as well. What is your most underrated skin tip? It can be something unrelated to topical skincare. It can be just something that you think people kind of overlook. Overlook. I mean, for the longest, it's always been sunscreen. I would mm -hmm. say they overlook that the most. And I would say that's definitely 
no one wants to hear me say that anymore, but I would say that that's the biggest thing. I talk about it a lot. It's just, you know, all the problems we have with our skin as we age is because of what we did when we were younger. And so that's, that's one of the big ones. Yeah. 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 I think so. And it's the cheapest one too, right? Like if we just would have started using that from the beginning, oh man, I would save so much money. I know. For sure. (laughs) What is next for Shawnee Darden skincare? Anything you can tease us? Just, oh, like product wise, I have a lot. I just, you know what? I have a lot of products that I made years ago that are finally coming out, which is really nice. It looks like I'm, it looks like I'm a genius and that I'm just (laughs) whipping them all out every three months, but they've been done for so long. So it's just nice to finally have them come out. Mm -hmm. So I have a launch next, I have a launch next week. And then, you know, just I'm making a lot of products right now. I mean, it takes me a long time. So, but yeah, just keep making wonderful products. And do you, when you're making new products, are you testing them on clients or how do you go about that? Yeah. Yeah. So you're using them in the treatment room, sending them home with them to see what they think. It's a very, very, very long process for me. I bet. Unfortunately. Have, have you ever run into a product that like people didn't yep. jive with? Really? Mm-hmm. And, and what did you do? It. You stopped it. Yep. It and was, it was something that you were like you liked and you were excited about, but then it just didn't it land. It was two two of my celebrity clients that I've been seeing forever and ever. They are awesome and they always test things for me. And I was messing around with this serum and I don't know what happened that it got changed. I think we kind of, it was done, but then I questioned myself and then I had the new one and gave it to them and they both were like, I don't like it. And so I stopped making it. I stopped making it for a while because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I can't deal. And then I went back to it. And that's, that's actually the launch that's happening next week. Oh, that's really exciting. So yeah. you kind of went back back to the older formulation. Yeah. 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 Oh, Sometimes I question my I, I question I get in my head too much. So that's where it gets tricky. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's hard to, I think, formulating for so many different skin types, which I think sometimes in a big box retailer you kind of have to do that because they don't they're they're going in there kind of not knowing oh. how to pick products so it really does have to work for a lot of people. Oh, 100%. That's why it's all about your sales team. They're the best. They can go in and really teach everyone there what to use and because that's the thing. Otherwise, people come in, have no idea, they see it on Instagram, they use it and then they hate it because it wasn't for their skin type. So it's a hard one. A- yeah, absolutely. I can always tell like when I'm shopping in a Sephora and, and someone's helping me, like some of them just get it. Some of them are so Oh, good. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, it's really sure. Gift. Like, you they, know, I'm like, they're... I'm always like, you're going to go somewhere with this. Yeah, like, you're going to do something cool. No, they're great. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So if you could tell your younger self one thing, maybe as it pertains to your career, like if you were just starting out, would you do everything exactly the same? Or how would you approach it? I mean, you're here, so you did (laughs) everything right. But I mean, for someone who's just starting their career. What would I tell someone starting their career to be an esthetician? Yeah. I would say just get as much knowledge as you can. I would definitely say, and people hate this because they just think receptionist. I don't want to be one. Being a receptionist at a place that you would like to work or being around people that are, of course, smarter than you always hang out with people that are smarter than you. But, you know, working as a der- for a dermatologist and just listening all day long, you're going to get so much knowledge. So I'd say that's the most important. 
Yeah, be a sponge and so good. Yeah, I still sure. even now that I have my own patients and I'm so busy with them, I don't get as much of a chance to be in the room with a dermatologist I work with. And when I can pop in, I'm like, oh my God, I'm still learning new things. Like it's just I, incredible. I wish I had one that I had that opportunity because it's would be so great. After or, um, the derm I worked for retired, I was like so bummed because mm-hmm. I used to just go and interview her here and there and just get even more knowledge. And so, hmm. yeah, soak yeah. it in, soak it in when you can, all the knowledge. Well, thank you so much for coming on the oh show. My God, of I course. cannot wait. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. They're going to love it. And I know, thank- like I said, I know you're super busy. So thank you for taking the time. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. If you want to win a bundle of Shawnee Darden's skincare, all you have to do is follow me at Amy Coberling and at Shawnee Darden on Instagram and share a screenshot of this podcast to your IG stories, letting us know what you loved most about the episode. As always, if you have any questions about any of the skin advice we talked about, you can slide into my DMs and I'll talk to you next week, skin enthusiasts.